It's Mayor Thursday on The Andy Griffin Show. The mayor's here, ready to answer your questions and address your concerns. Exclusively on The Andy Griffin Show. Welcome to the program. I am Andy Griffin. Thanks for coming, uh, well, for tuning in today. I've got... Of course, the mayor, Michelle Randall, here. It's the first Thursday of the month. Michelle's, there's like wires and, and I know metal we can't see between. each other. I'll move over a little okay. bit. It's good to see you, Michelle. Life good is to good be for seen. you. Yeah. You're doing all right? I'm doing great. You're, you're official now. I am official. Took, took the swearing in ceremony on Monday. Yeah. Took Was the it? swearing in on Monday, and then you get sweared out on Tuesday. <laughs> sweared out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, what they that's how it goes in this sworn job. Sworn in and then sworn at. No. Did you have yeah. a good holiday? Uh, you know, I'm still recovering, so very low-key, very low-key. I lost the month of December. I'm still kind of like, uh, what happened, you know, but uh, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm about 90% now, so. Good. Uh, how about you? How's Tony doing? Everything good? Everything's good. Well, he texted, he, he called me on my way here and said my Facebook's been hacked. So Uh-oh. if anybody gets a friend request from me, I haven't yeah. had time to change my password. And they say if you're already friends with someone and you get a friend request, you know immediately that's not good. Yeah. That's not good and, and you've been hacked. But he, uh, he had gotten a friend request from me, so he's like, yeah, uh, you better take care of this. I'm like, after the radio, but we're all good. We had a great holiday and the best present we got was we found out that we're having grandbaby number 10 oh, in the summer. Wow. Way to go. All right. And it's a girl, so that's going to even us up five boys and five girls. <sighs> The, the big news in the Griffin family, my daughter got her mission call. I saw that. So uh, she's going to Chile. So going to learn Spanish. Awesome. Uh, she took Spanish in school, but uh, no offense to our school systems, but learning Spanish in high school is not like actually learning no. Spanish. No. It's not even close. Because so, I uh, took Spanish in high school, but don't ask me to I <laughs> say hola, and that's about it. <laughs> you rem- do you remember how to say grandpa or grandma? No. Abuelo, abuela, right? Yeah. Do you speak Spanish, Cameron? I do. All right. By the way, uh, introduce uh, Michelle. Brought a friend. I did bring a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, a I'll friend. let you do the introductions, but I, I, I've got it right here if, in case you get lost. Okay. So <laughs> I, this is Cameron Cutler. Okay. Cameron is our public works director. And okay. so Cameron, I'm going to let him tell you everything he's over at the city. He has got a huge workload. And I get so many questions when I come on the radio about different streets or traffic lights or what's going on here, when's this going to be done, and he is the man with all those answers. Uh-huh. So I'm like, Cameron, come on the radio with me. And he didn't say no. So here he is. Cameron's a great guy. We're great. We're so happy to have him at the city. He's an engineer. And how long have you been the public works director? Uh, since 2014, I will say though, my head's already too big, Mayor, and so that does not help things. <laughs> Cameron is truly one of the nicest guys you'll meet, and when I get an angry email or a phone call from somebody upset about, you know, whatever. a pothole yeah. or whatever, I forward it on to Cameron, and he's so great to to reach out to those people and get things taken care of, so... Well, let's let's get to know Cameron a little bit. First of all, Cameron, you're a Dixie boy, right? You're uh, locally born and bred, huh? I am. Well, I wasn't born here. My wife was, but okay. uh, we moved down in the late '70s. Oh wow! Uh, I grew up right here, where you're positioned right here. You can actually see the house that I grew up on. No uh, I grew up in, and uh, just up off of Diagonal Street mm-hmm. above Sandtown. But uh, went to West Elementary. That's not there anymore. Uh, went to Dixie High School, Dixie College. Now, not Dixie College anymore, but. Yeah, I love St. George. Nice. 
Nice. Well, I'm glad you're here. Uh, wife and kids? Wife and kids. I've got uh, uh, my wife is Malin Whitehead, formerly Whitehead. Um, she Related grew up. To George? Uh, yes, that's her uncle. That's her uncle. Okay. So her parents are Richard and Lana Whitehead. Okay. Um, my kids, I've got four kids, one boy, uh, three girls. My second child, my daughter, she's going to be going on a mission uh, oh, this really? month. And so, yeah, congrats Where, on she that. Where's she headed? She's headed to England. Oh, okay. So that'll that be interesting. That would be fun. Yeah. That'll be cool. The The cool thing is, is her par- or my, my in-laws, my wife's parents, they serve there in the same mission as mission nice. presidents. And so... Yeah, oh, that is cool. It'll be fun. I uh, my, when my parents went on a mission, they went to the area that I had served in many many years ago, and uh, my theory was I screwed something up and they had to go fix it. <laughs> so, so maybe she's going to fix whatever they screwed. Ooh, now I have a little bit of fodder that I can use against my in laws. <laughs> That's so, right. Thank That's you. Right. <laughs> well, Cameron, uh, welcome to the show. Tell us uh, what you do. City, I think public works. I think people are like, uh, he's the guy in charge of stuff and and you are but it's a lot of stuff that's what i just call it stuff <laughs> it's uh basically transportation uh traffic roadways mm. uh so public works we we used to have the airport and uh fleet also but it's just been getting too big we mm-hmm. separated out a couple of those divisions so uh in public works we still have uh streets division which takes care of maintenance of roadways uh drainages uh traffic light signals signage striping Um, And then engineering, also uh, any new projects, capital projects for roadways, bridges, so on and so forth, signals. Um, And then also the new development, we review a lot of the new development site plans, commercial, residential coming in, and then also transit, um, SunTran, that's in public works. Really cool. Uh, One of the things that that I didn't really know or understand is the difference between a a city road and a state road. And uh, I think a lot of people... Well, they see road construction, they immediately go, why is the city doing this? And, and a lot of times it's, it's actually out of your hands. Uh, I learned that my wife actually works for Washington City, and somebody was complaining about something on Telegraph, and she's like, well, we don't own Telegraph. That's a state road. Uh, can you maybe explain that relationship a little bit? Sure. Um, and things have changed when I-15 came through in the 70s, but uh, where certain roadways connect um, go through cities uh, beyond connect other municipalities, other mm-hmm. counties. Um, uh, today we have I-15, obviously, right. uh, that goes down uh, north and south, down to even clear down to California. But um, St. George Boulevard is still a state roadway. Um, really? it, it used mm-hmm. to be the one highway that got you out to California, out to Nevada and California, going over Utah Hill. Yeah, um, old Highway had. 91. Mm-hmm. Um, but so St. George Boulevard is still uh, UDOTS. Bluff Street is uh, uh, the state right of way. That's a state road. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Sunset Boulevard is state road, hmm. um, and it, they have jurisdiction over what goes in there—the sig- uh, signals, striping, uh, any road maintenance. We handle a lot of the maintenance on the side of the streets, uh, the sidewalks, and the landscaping, and things like that. Okay. But, but if someone said, hey, there's a pothole on Sunset, will you fix it? You, you actually can't. It's not your job. Well, um, we have helped at times. UDOT gets uh, spread pretty thin at times. Mm-hmm. And so if there's an issue and they can't respond to it, we'll go in and help them. Okay. But for the most part, we contact UDOT um, and then collaborate that, that effort with them. Um, but they do have maintenance crews just like we do. They just, uh, they're a lot more, uh, I guess, spread out than we are. In they, St. George. Would they have to send someone from Salt Lake to fix stuff down here? No, it's uh, so in the southern part of uh, Utah, it's Region 4. And mm-hmm. their, their main offices are located in Richfield. 
they do have some uh, maintenance shed over here in uh, Purgatory, uh, okay. over in, in Hurricane. Um, but the, it just depends on where their crews might be. They could be out in Moab. Uh, they could be right. as far north as Richfield, uh, even further up. But uh, if they're in the vicinity they'll, vicinity, they'll come and respond to it. If not, they'll ask hmm. for some help, and, and we'll go and help them out. We've done that not just for uh, maybe some drainages that are plugged up, but traffic signals. Um, if their crew isn't here in town or nearby, we'll go over and fix something if needs be. Wow, that's that's really cool. So you were talking about state roads, uh, Sunset, Bluff, Boulevard. What other uh, state roads are there that run through our towns here? So just those in the city of St. George. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And, of course, the freeway kind of goes right yep. through the middle of St. George. But uh, that's so fascinating because I think a lot of people – I know a lot of people get angry or, or upset about something to do with a certain road, for instance, uh, the speed limit on a, on a road or whatever. And uh, the city actually doesn't control a lot of that. You know, you're, you're told what it's going to be. And, uh, I, you know, the boulevard is 30 miles per hour. I think pe- some people think it should be faster or whatever, but it is 30 miles per hour as set by the state. That's, That's correct. Bottom line. And there's period. so many formulas, like... If people call and say, we need a stoplight here, and and Cameron's always explaining, well, there's a certain formula we have to mm. go through all this, so it, all these numbers. It's numbers-based, right? It is. That, that kind of thing. So in, in just a little bit of clarification, we have what's called federal guidelines um, that stipulate uh, speed limits, stipulate when and where to put in stop signs and traffic mm. signals and other type of signing, and we have to adhere to that, and there's... We get a lot of requests for stop signs. Hey, we get a lot of speeders down this roadway. We're wanting a stop sign to try and slow people down. And one of the big hiccups with that is they've done uh, federal highways have done some studies. And if you just go put up stop signs somewhere just to slow traffic down, which is a no-no, you're not supposed to put it in for traffic calming like that. What they found is people will either not stop, just kind of roll through it so there's less compliance to the law, or they'll stop and then speed up even more in between the stop signs because they've just lost time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the noise pollution, the the speeding in between the stop signs becomes uh, more of a hazard. Hmm. Uh, And so we follow those federal guidelines as best we can um, to try and make it uh, just more consistent throughout so we get better compliance with the the law and we, we get better... Um, a tighter uh, speed differential so we don't get different speeds on the roadways because that that creates more um, injuries, worse accidents if if things happen, if you have a a high speed differential. The the other thing I was curious about, uh, somebody puts in a subdivision, a bunch of new houses, right? For a little while, they own those streets, right, as as they're building and, and stuff. At what point does the city take over and they become city streets? How does that work? So once the subdivision is completed, uh, we sign off on it. We inspect it. We make sure everything so, is kosher. So if there's like three empty lots, it's still theirs? No. Uh, once the So you've got the subdivision, construction mm-hmm. and, and improvements, and then you've got the lots themselves for oh, okay. uh, home builders. Once the subdivision with the improvements, the utilities, the roadways, the signage, everything associated with that is completed, we sign off on it and accept it as a city of St. George. Okay. Um, and it's it's not until... Uh, they complete those improvements, then they can plat the lots, then they can sell the lots to build on them. And so usually when you start building on a home lot, the, the subdivision is are already accepted by the city of St. George. It's officially a city street at yeah. that point. Okay, and then we get to maintain it. Yeah. That's right. And yep. fill in the potholes. Yep. That, that they're making with their big tractors as they're building, right? <laughs> 
Okay. Well, I, I think some of those things I, I think we don't completely fully understand. It's good to have you here, Cameron, kind of explaining how that all, that all works. Uh, are there – it seems like to me where it's under the control of the uh, builder that there are going to be some pretty screwy roads on some subdivisions. Uh, is there – criteria you give them and say, hey, we're not going to accept it unless you do X amount of things? Yeah, during the site plan review, uh, we try and catch all those things. We have uh, city standards, design standards. We even follow, oh, there's there's standards throughout the, the nation. One's called an AASHTO standard. We'd like to call it in the engineering profession, the Green Book, mm-hmm. uh, which stipulates, hey, you shouldn't have certain intersections uh, too close they should be a certain distance away for best timing and everything else if you end up putting a traffic signal. And so uh, we have our standards. We review those site plans when they come in. Um, and so uh, we hopefully we don't – I cross my fingers here, um, even though everyone can't see that. But hopefully we don't get uh, intersections too close together or other situations where site distance becomes an issue. Yeah. Um, but as we plan the roadways, we have a grid system with the Roadmaster plan that – that we try and connect properties together to be able to uh, create better circulation. And so we, we try and adhere to that and get roadways in where we need to. Um, but just the internal residential roadways, a lot of times that's the design of the, the developer. And, and hmm. if they want a certain design, we try and accommodate it as long as it doesn't break any of the other regulations. Has the what's happened out on the east side of town with the temple and the new schools and the roads and new lights and everything? Has that been for you a, a real challenge in the last uh, year or so? Is Not it, at all, Cameron. Has, Not it, has, at it all. Been, has that been the big problem? Is that, have you been consumed with that? Nope, not at all. <laughs> like Mayor said, uh, we've had a lot of growth out there, yeah. uh, both St. George and Washington City, and so just keeping up the growth has has been an issue for the last ten, fifteen years. I mean. Mm. Um, 3000 East, 1450 South, we have some plans, uh, with trying to connect some, some of those roadways and, and realign them to make it better. Um, but yeah, 3000 East right now, that's been a big project with many phases to it. And, and we knew that it was coming. It was just, it takes money to build those things. It's so. funny, and time is the other thing. I think a lot of people get frustrated because why isn't this happening? Well, it is happening. It just, it takes time. And it is in phases. And I've, I've said this before on the radio, if you go to sgcity.org backslash 3000 East, you can see all the phases laid out. Like so there, during the, this the month. The plan is there for us to look at. That plan is all right there for people cool. to see. Very yeah. Cool. Uh, by the way, uh, we are not exclusive. If you want to be a part of the program, call and ask Cameron or Mayor Randall a, a question. 673-5890 is the phone number. i going to reach over and... There it is. Get my phone. Uh, the phone or the Oreo, Andy? The, there's an Oreo back there, but I have no milk, and so I'm, I don't really want to eat the Oreo because there's no milk to dip it in. But uh, did I? Did I? It's still there. Do you know my family's tr- trick about dipping the Oreos in the milk? What's that? You put a fork in. You put a fork in the cream, and your hands don't get all cold, and mm-hmm. and you just dunk it in, let oh, it get all good. soggy. And, in a but pinch, they, ha- they have to be double stuffed. Yeah, no, for sure. In a pinch, I'll put the whole Oreo in my mouth and then drink some milk and swish it around. <laughs> That's if I'm in a hurry, you know. Uh, but That's uh, your breakfast. Yeah. Um, last month when I was on here real quick, there were, ju- there were just a couple of questions that um, somebody asked what was being built behind the Maverick on Mall Drive. It's storage units. Oh. So it's nothing very exciting. It's not exciting. No. But it, it's storage. It units. is what it is. It right? is what it is. 
And then um, the house on 1975 West, it's still with legal. Please be patient with us um, if that caller's listening. Um, is, is that the one that has some mysterious buildings yes, and stuff yes, going yes, on there? Yes, Okay. So we are keeping on top of that and hope to get it resolved soon, but... Cool. Very cool. Uh, besides the east side, is there other hot spots or trouble spots you're worried about right now, Cameron? Sure. Uh, west side of town. Uh, really? West side? Just up in Green Valley, uh, mm-hmm. west of Dixie Drive, we've got Devario uh, getting uh, built. I mean, it's uh, going pretty quick. Uh, on my to-do list, Mayor knows this, uh, we've had discussions about it, um, Gap Canyon Parkway, formerly Plantations Drive. Um, that roadway connects down by Tonaquint Cemetery, 1600 um, okay. south, okay. Um, and it, it goes north, a little bit north and west, and would tie eventually up into Santa Clara. Uh, but it will provide an, uh, an additional north-south uh, corridor for Devario and all that new development there on the west side to be able to get down to Dixie Drive. Um, it, it's still planned to tie a lot of the roadways that are east and west, like uh, Sunbrook and Canyon View and and other roadways in there so that you can connect. But, yeah, that's going to be in the next uh, couple of years. Hopefully we can get uh, part of that roadway built, too. Um, there's always roadways. I'd love to get uh, uh, 1450 South extension from River Road at 1450 South mm-hmm. uh, going west over to the Dixie Center. I'd love to get that roadway in. Uh, we did obtain, uh, purchase some right-of-way there by uh, from a private property owner to get a big chunk of that roadway. Um, so that we can start planning it, get, maybe get an environmental done. Uh, it's going to require a bridge um, wow. over the Virgin River, and so it will be it will be quite a bit of money to be able to do that. But you'll be fighting some environmentalists too about what species might be in trouble over there too. Yep, right. we will need to go through our environmental process for that. <laughs> Anytime you put in a bridge, you know you have to protect those little fish in the Virgin River. That's true. That's true. All right, you guys ready for some phone calls? Sure. sure. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Hey, thanks for calling. You're on with Andy. Uh, Michelle Randall is here, also Cameron Cutler from St. George City. What's up? Good morning. Uh, a couple questions I have um, that I had spoke with the mayor uh, a month or two ago, a couple, three or four months ago probably, was the subdivisions out on 3000 and 1450 yes. and their landscape. Yes. Um, the landscape on the one right across the street from the stake center that got uh, the fire problem. They did do that, but that is the most uh, generic effort that they, you can ever imagine for landscaping. Um, but the other one on 1450 is has not made any effort whatsoever. No, they and like have I not. mentioned er- <laughs> earlier, is when, when they bond for this stuff and they sell all their all their lots, their their piece of the pie is they're not interested in making it look beautiful like they were were when they first came to the city. You know, the plan was to make those those landscape areas really pretty and beautiful. But once they sell all the lots and and then they come back in there, you'll notice that one on, on 3,000 across from that stake center is just as generic as you could possibly put in there. The smallest trees, the smallest effort whatsoever. So that that's something I'm, I'm still concerned with, and hopefully we can get on, um, on those and, and hold them to the standard that they would have been held. To, and the desire that, you know, we'd hope they'd put something nice in there. We just um, talked about this in a land use meeting just a, a couple of weeks ago, specifically 1450. And okay. Cameron, correct me if I'm wrong, but the developer has been really difficult. So we're actually going after the bonding, right? That's right. So that's right. Okay. to 
forced that's good. him and to I hope, that. I hope that, you know, when when they come later to do it, when you guys go around the corner and look at that other one, you'll be, you'll see what I'm saying, that, that the minimal effort that they went into to actually get it done, that the one around the corner is just pretty sad. And my other question is, is this, when, when a development comes in, a commercial development, uh, and they tell you, you know, they, they give you your parking, the requirements and stuff, and what you can have and what you got to have for parking lot and everything. And then, comes a little remodel um and then three years later the connexes are still in the parking lot um or for whatever reason storage and one i'm bringing it up and there's others but one that i'm bringing up is motozoo they put two containers 40 foot containers in their parking lot got away from the original design and has been that way for years and somebody needs to bring that, that up to them they can't do that that's not what we as citizens of the community wanted there or the city. You know, that's a nice corner that they've got there. We've got two 40-foot containers that have been there for a few years now, with right in the middle of the parking lot. Can I ask where that is? Because, Mayor, I'll, I'll look into that and see okay, perfect. what that is. Because, I mean, there's some things that we can regulate, some things that we can't. Sometimes we don't catch it. A lot of times we don't catch it until somebody brings it up to us. But uh, yeah, could you tell I, me? I understand. Now, that's my whole purpose for even making the calls. Oh, and that, I appreciate it. The, the whole whole city. But uh, so Motozoo is down on Dixie Drive, just pe- just west of uh, the Ford dealership, up on that corner, on that diagonal type corner. And if you go by there, those two containers have been there for years. Okay. Um, right in the parking lot, they take take away all the parking that you would have had as a customer coming to their place. And and that, they use it for storage, and that just you'll see it now that I pointed it out. It, it just needs to go away. That parking lot was built for for the public to use, and, you know, to come to their facility, and that's that's become a permanent structure, a permanent fixture there on that on that um, development. Okay, yeah, I'll look at, I'll look into that for uh, for you. Thank All right. you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the call. I really appreciate it. Let's go to line two. Hey, you're on with uh, Mayor Cameron, Michelle, Andy. We're all here. Hi, Andy. How are you this morning? Good. Thank you for calling. What's up? Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I'm uh, kind of a concerned uh, um, homeowner here, and uh, many of other my neighbors ask the same frustrated question. I've been here 13 years, and Mall Road only went down past uh, Riverside, uh, um, Riverside Road, by Mavericks, and it was a dead end. And then they realized, the um, uh, city realized that the east side is building up with all the home development and such, and they build a bridge over the Virgin River, okay? Mm-hmm. They build it where they could put two lanes each way, and they only put in one lane each way, and it just doesn't make common horse sense to me or other people why they would do that. The traffic is just horrible in the busy part of the day. I've seen it's backed up from the Mavericks all the way to Lynn's. I'm wondering why they didn't put two lanes each way in the first place. I can I can answer that. Um, and today, we actually, they just finished some paving. Uh, well, I don't know if it's completely finished, but this week they've been paving right there by Smith's, uh, just west of Smith's on Mall Drive. Um, originally, right. when that roadway was put in, um, we, we had a certain amount of money. It cost us uh, the bridge was about nine million plus. It was wasn't quite ten million dollars, and then the roadway itself was a couple million dollars. 
Um, and at that time, it was cost. Uh, we did not have the cost to be able to do the whole roadway. Um, plus, when, when we do the, the middle part of the roadway, and depending on the timing of development, a lot of times that developer is required to build his, his half of the roadway. So uh, the, the roadway from Riverside Drive, Mall Drive, um, down across the bridge, including the bridge, and then tying over to 3000 East, we went to the property owners and we actually got right-of-way from them and negotiated uh, for that right-of-way to be able to get what we had. Um, and, and that the developer would not give us more, and I'm not putting the blame on him. We had a certain amount of money, um, but we got the right-of-way that we needed to be able to get at least two lanes in. Knowing that we would have to come back and build additional lanes, we built the bridge, uh, the full width of the bridge, so that we did not have to come back and add on to that because that was going to be a lot more money. But right, today... Right. Um, we've had the developer uh, development, I guess, put in their parts of the roadway. Uh, Smiths, they put in their half uh, over by Lynn's. They put in a portion of theirs. On the north side, that development has been putting a portion of their roadway in. And as we have had the need for traffic because of the growth um, and having more volumes on that roadway, we have seen the need that, hey, we've got to widen this road. Uh, we need the additional lanes of traffic. And so the city of St. George, before the development, has finished that, like over to uh, just south of Maverick, uh, the one that I just mentioned, um, just west of Smith's. That property owner, before COVID, they were coming in and talking about developing their property. And so we thought, great, this is going to be a big section of roadway that we can get in, that we need those additional lanes of traffic. But once COVID hit, they pull back and they, they stopped their development. It's a big company, a uh, medical company that owns that property. And, and we have not seen any movement on that, on that development. And so uh, because the need is still there, uh, we stepped up and, and allocated some funds for it. We went to the property owner, um, that medical company, and, and said, hey, look, you know, if you're not going to develop your property right now, is there some way that we can get the right-of-way from you so that we don't have to spend the money on the right-of-way because we know we need the improvements? And so they, they actually gave us the, the right-of-way if we built the roadway. And so that's a big section of roadway that, that we're actually widening right there. So it, to answer your question, the two lanes came in about because we had to obtain the right-of-way. We had to put the roadway in. We didn't have enough money back then, but at least we needed to get that bridge in. Uh, we, were, we were having issues on River Road and 1450 South and Riverside Drive and the backing up over there. If you recall, we had some real issues over there for traffic and getting that additional bridge across the the virgin river on mall drive that was a huge benefit um to be able to help the other corridors um out and around the other bridges and so um it really depends on the situation in that one i know the history pretty good um about why we only had the two lanes but it was a a collaboration between um city of saint george developers and the funds that we had to be able to do what we could um and so Today, we're getting some more sections of that mall drive done, 3,000 east on that north end, uh, where it's really, uh, we've seen a lot of development and, and uh, higher traffic. We're trying to get 3,000 east as we're going south in phases just because of the high cost and especially the drainage next to 3,000 east as it goes uh, near 2,000 south and 2,450 south. We're working on it, um, and I'm, I'm sorry we haven't been able to do it really fast. But, but it, it'll eventually all be four lanes. Right. Well, sir, I don't envy your job, and there's always a lot of red tape in this kind of work, apparently. Oh, yeah. You know, just to make a comment, nothing against them or anything like that, but that Mall Drive bridge took us 10 years just to get the approvals uh, for right. the environmental. Wow. And it's I'm not against environmental or anything like that. It's just 
you mentioned that it, it does take quite a bit of time to get things approved, um, depending on which agencies and, and where we're trying to get improvements. Exactly. Well, thanks for your answer. Thank you. Thanks caller. for the call today. Great to great to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, okay. So let's cut through all that red tape. When will the bridge be four or five lanes? How close are we? So Mall Drive, it, like I say, they they were paving today. Um, uh, not today. Uh, this week. Um, I'm hoping that it's done over there by Smiths. And if that is, that's the last section that we need to be able to get the striping to make that five lanes mm. from Riverside Drive over to 3000 East. In conjunction with that, Mayor mentioned uh, just before we got on the air, um, she asked about those northbound dual lefts at Maverick uh, and Smiths, and that will be part of this project. And so okay. how, how vehicles have been backing up quite a bit, just because we the high volumes, we will have some more capacity in that traffic signal. Uh, so hopefully within the next uh, couple of weeks, you'll see some, some stripe removal and restriping and, and get that all five lanes in there. Sounds like you've got a lot of things to worry about, Cameron. <laughs> It's good. I've got some wonderful crew members and staff members. So, how 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 many people do you supervise as a public works director? Is it in the hundreds? No, it used to be close to a hundred, but I I think we're down to maybe sixty or seventy. A lot of people, though. A lot of people. Mm. And we could use more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's you know to nobody could have predict, predicted the growth we've had since COVID. I mean, it, it's just been. You know, I listened to Jeremy on my way here. Yeah. And wow. It's crazy. It, it is. is crazy. All right. I've got to get a uh, weather break in. Uh, we've got Cameron Cutler, Public Works Director of St. George City, and of course, Mayor Michelle Randall on Mayor Thursday. Let's check weather and we'll be back with them in a, in a moment. We're interactive on The Andy Griffin Show. Call in, Call in at 673-5890 or text in at 435-467-5842. Let your voice be heard on The Andy Griffin Show. Welcome back. I'm Andy. Thanks for tuning in today on Mayor Thursday. Michelle Randall is here. Every time she comes, I have to bring it up. We're trying to get Michelle to come twice a month. She has said, nah, I'm kind of busy. Maybe someday I will. <laughs> But I have not convinced her. You yet. have so many new mayors right now, Andy. That Well, my wife said, hey, why don't you have Crest Daily on twice a month since Michelle won't? <laughs> and I thought, okay, I'm going to tell her that. Maybe she'll change her mind. Good for Cress. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> you know, you could just deflect that and talk about his Oreo again. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's right. I have one single Oreo <laughs> sitting back there behind me, and uh, it, it seems to be a distraction, so I won't do that again. There's no milk is the problem. Anyway, we've got uh, Cameron Cutler, Public Works Director for the City of St. George with us. By the way, Cameron, you have a great radio voice, doing a great job today. Yeah, good job, man. That's scary. I already told Mayor, I already have a big head. Well, so. well so if this gig at public, you know, at the city doesn't work out, maybe you can join Andy and be a radio personality. Oh, well, I don't know. My kids don't listen to me that much, and so I don't think anybody else would. <laughs> I was thinking, since you won't come on twice a month, maybe I should have him and Adam Lenhart on uh, every right? other week well, or something. We'll negotiate, Andy. Okay. All right. <laughs> call her out on, in public. All right, we've got a couple of questions on text. I have a couple of people on hold as well. Uh, first question, what is being built east of River Road and just south of the hospital near Coral Desert and the other medical offices? It's an assisted living facility. Okay. Okay, next question, text, uh, can you ask Cameron, hey, your name made it, nice, uh, If you, are there any plans to resurface some of the old existing roads like Dixie Drive, Riverside Drive, 700 South, Bluff Street, well, not Bluff Street, but uh, the diagonal, 
uh, street city roads are seems like they're uh, getting in uh, kind of bad shape. I'm I'm paraphrasing. Oh, how much do you want me to talk about this, Mayor, and pavement management? Well, yes, the answer is yes. Um, and we have a certain amount of funds that we, we try and allocate and, and spread around, no pun intended, yeah. um, as much as we can. Uh, there are certain um, surfacing treatments that we use. I mean, if I had all the money in the world, I would just go and repave a lot of stuff. I would reconstruct it. I'd repave it, make it nice and smooth and black. And and, and let me stop you for a second. Okay. I, I think people need to understand this. We are not the federal government here in St. George. We actually have to balance a budget. And when we there's do. No, when there's no money, there's no money. You can't print money or make up money like some of the people in our current government It'd seem be to do nice federally. We actually have to have a budget and stay within it. And and so when Cameron talks about like the bridge running it, you didn't have enough money to make the, you know, the, the as many lanes as you wanted right away. That's a reality. That's like, you know, like, like your house. You can't go out and buy a new Ferrari, you know, with a $1,500 a month payment. Maybe that's low. I don't know. Uh, because you can't afford it. That's the same way with the city, right, Cameron? That's right. And, and maybe I can give a quick summary of that to, to help answer that question. So uh, pavement, the, the whole idea of pavement uh, management is trying to save the existing pavement underneath. Um, so we might go put uh, crack sealing in. We might put uh, chip sealing and, and mm-hmm. slurry seal and microservice. We've all had to move our cars or whatever yep. for that. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron knows how much I love chip seal. Oh, <laughs> chip seal is not a popular uh, subject when it comes to the, the surface of the road and, and well, how smooth it is. Well, when it's happening, but later on, we're all happy you did it. Well, and, and really, the nuts and bolts of it is is it's cheaper than most of the other uh, pavement surfaces that we put down, and mm-hmm. it lasts longer. And really, it's it's about putting a wearing course on that existing pavement to save that pavement underneath. And so when uh, rather than, okay, let me throw out some numbers here. Uh, if I were to go reconstruct a roadway, just take out the asphalt and put new asphalt in, um, the cost of road milling that material up and then repaving, it might be four, five, six dollars a square foot. Oh um, and that really adds up. If I do a microsurface, you've seen microsurface on Bluff Street Boulevard. Uh, we put it out on River Road. That's about, uh, let's see, it's been a couple of years. COVID kind of put a chink into it. It's probably a little bit more right now, but it was it was around 35 cents a square foot. Um, As opposed to, what was it, $4 you said? Yeah, 4 to $5 wow. to, to rotomill and repave something with asphalt. So less than one-tenth um, of the price. If I put like a slurry sill down, that's mm-hmm. usually in a low-volume residential roadway. Um, that might be, that's pretty cheap. It, it might be around... 13, 14 cents a square foot, maybe 12 cents a square foot. Um, But that only lasts maybe three to five years. If I put a chip seal down, which everybody just loves, I know, uh, (laughs) I'm trying to advocate for that, just love it. No, Um, it might be uh, 16, 17, 18, 19 cents a square foot, but it lasts two, three times longer than slurry seal. Hmm. Uh, We've been using uh, the basalt aggregate for chip seal, to try and make it black, and it also is a harder rock to where it lasts longer. Um, but but those treatments, there's only so much you can do to be able to to, to hold that roadway up to make it last longer than uh, as long as we can. Yeah. There's other uh, sealants out there, like an HA5, or um, this is not, I'm not trying to, anyway, uh, there's a... <laughs> as he looks at me. He was looking at, he was looking at the mayor. Not yeah. trying to promote one company over another. There's there's other slurries out there. Uh, Straight Stripe put some down and, and Holbrook uh, put some down. But those don't provide as much of a wearing course. They provide a sealant so that we don't lose the binder in the existing asphalt. 
And mm. so the you, you can only put those those sealants down on certain roadways. But if I have higher volume roadways, I need a wearing course. And that's usually a microsurface, which, again, 35 cents a square foot, chip seal. Microsurface doesn't last as long as chip seal. And so it's more expensive, but you don't get the time, uh, the, the wear on the roadway, you don't get it as long. Um, and so uh, microsurface, 35 cents a square foot, somewhere in there, chip seal, 18 cents a square foot on average, uh, so, slurry so you, seal. You're throwing out square foot numbers, but uh, maybe for the average Joe like me, what does that mean? It, how, how many square feet are in, say, a block? Um, 660 feet by, it uh, depends on the width of roadway, residential road, 35 feet wide, 35 feet. Uh, a larger road, it might be uh, 65 number. feet wide. That's a big number. And, and so a lot of money. It, and a lot of money. Yeah, it amounts to uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to do a chip seal project. Uh, millions of dollars to do a, a reconstruct project, um, and we try and do those slurry seals, chip seals, microsurfaces more than the reconstruct, just so that we can get these road these roadways to last a little longer. Wow! 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 It's uh, and again, we emphasize. You actually have to balance the budget. You have a finite amount of dollars, unlike we are. Yeah. We are required by the state and state the federal law. government yeah. to balance our budget. Yeah. The federal government just can do their own thing, but yeah. we only have so much money to go around, and and we we budget it the best we can for our greatest needs for that fiscal year. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. I know I have several people on hold. Hey, thanks for holding on. What's on your mind today? Hello, Andy. Hi. This is Brent Hall. How are you doing today? Good. Good to talk to you, Brent. What's up? Good to have you back. Thank hey, you. Hey, I'm, I'm cheering with Cameron to finish the, the mall drive four lanes over by Smith. That will be great. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> and so I want to ask him, um, recently the city reduced four lanes on South Main Street to add bike lanes. And the, the overall plan um, kind of looks at maybe doing the same thing to Valley View Drive, reducing four lanes to two so they can add bike lanes and i'm just thinking you know when there's plenty of residential streets bikes can go on and it seems like there's a biking group out there with just a few strong-willed individuals that's really pushing for these bike lanes um and i'm wondering why well for example i drive south main every day and i would bet you that there's a thousand cars drive that for every bicycle and and all of a sudden it went from four lanes to two so why would the city want to take existing four-lane roads that are so so good for traffic and cut them to two, especially on a Valley View Drive that's so a main artery? Cameron, what do you think? You bring up uh, some good points, Brent. Um, so we all, we did look at Valley View Drive, um, and we have not. Uh, they call it a road diet when you reduce some lanes. We have not reduced those lanes. We actually. Uh, um, put a little bit of a, a survey out there and uh, just to see what the residents... I took that survey. <laughs> ah, uh, thank you for doing those surveys. Um, but we haven't do, done a Valley View Drive uh, just because it, there's a, I'm sure there's a break point between how much traffic we have on the roadway um, and how many lanes we need. Um, and it really depends on how many accesses and everything else. We also looked at Dixie, uh, well, Dixie Drive, but Dixie Downs, north of Sunset Boulevard a few years back. And we did not reduce those lanes there either. And so um, we we look at, we have an active transportation plan that, that says, okay, we have our roadways. What about our bicyclists? What about our pedestrians? Where's our trails at? What's our connections? Mm-hmm. And Main Street was one of those where, okay, we have a certain amount of traffic on there, but 
we have some commercial development there on that, well, a lot of commercial development on the, the west side. We have some on the east side where uh, Jim MacArthur, I had a com- uh, several conversations with him, that if if we get businesses to come back and uh, really need five lanes of traffic, we're going to we have to, well, we'll have to look at that segment again exactly. and try and balance it. And uh, the conversation that I had with Jim, for example, was, okay, if, if you develop your property more or if you've got more businesses coming in that needs uh, additional lanes, we might be looking at something different. Maybe, maybe well, it's if the we get through the- traffic, though, Cameron. It's the through traffic. And, and I'd really appreciate it if you would answer the question, why, why does a road need two bike lanes for one bicycle per day and only two car lanes for 1,000 cars per day? Well, know, I'm not sure it's just one day. bicycle a day. And down there you can connect to the trail. I've seen a lot of bikes on those bike lanes on South Main. And I, I also drive that road often because it just takes me right up to the city offices. And it hasn't slowed me down with it being reduced to two lanes but valley view i would not be real supportive of putting of reducing valley view to two lanes it's it's got Thank a you. lot more traffic and is, is there pressure from i mean d- does the city have lobbies to are there lobbyists for the bicycle groups to to have there, more bicycle friendly roads and, and stuff it, Yes, and it's it's all across the board. It's pedestrians, bicyclists, traffic. I, I mm-hmm. hear all sides. To answer that question, Brent, um, it's the same reason that we would have uh, sidewalks on roadways where we don't get any pedestrians, but we still accommodate that uh, multimodal use of the roadway. Uh, we still put mm-hmm. the, the sidewalks on there. Um, and so it's, the bicycle lane be put between the road and the sidewalk, for example, you yes, got plenty of right away that you could install a bicycle lane next to the sidewalk rather than sacrificing roadway. Yep. And that's what I was kind of getting to, um, was that if the development changes and we need the, the travel lanes, we will relook at that and redo that, that adding the bike lanes and redoing the striping with the, the surfacing of the road is the cheapest and easiest way. Right. Um, to put at a trail, I just need some right of way. That's why I've talked to Jim MacArthur about it, that as the need is there for additional traffic, that would be a very likely solution to be able to get some more right of way and actually put some of that infrastructure in. If I move the curb and gutter and, and sidewalk, then that costs quite a bit more, but that is absolutely an option and and he was open to that because he's a a big uh he he owns a lot of property right there along that section of main street and so that's why we were having that conversation but absolutely brent if if the need is there to where uh we need additional lanes again yes that that would likely be the option that we would add the lanes back in and try and put some sort of a trail or something like that to the side of the road okay let's go back to the phone lines hey thanks for calling and for holding on what's on your mind are you there? Hello? Yeah, yes, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yes, I just, this question is for Mayor Randall. I, um, me and my family are very active in the community. We love going downtown to the rec center, but it just seems to be getting more and more crowded as more and more people come into that facility. Is there any plans that the city has maybe in the future of developing a new bigger rec center for you know, we're growing so fast. We are. We in southern Utah. We we've kind of pushed back against that. We we've talked about maybe remodeling some or or improving the rec center we have, but it it comes 
it comes down to, do you want to compete against any private business? And, and we don't. And the rec center that we have fits a great, there's a dynamic of, of families like yours, like my, my grandkids take, sign up for so many of the summer classes that the rec center provides or, or an exercise class for some really elderly ladies that I know they take an exercise class there three days a week. And um, they would never like go over to Summit and, and <laughs> get a gym membership. Yeah. But it fits, it fits a, a, a great niche in our community. But I'm not sure the appetite is there to do a, a really like a rec center in Washington and also the funds. I mean, we have so many other things for money to go to right now. Well, and we've had that discussion on the show before. Should government be competing with private enterprise? And, and certainly there's a lot of, there are plenty of gyms in this town for now. Right. And there's going to be more in the future. And, and at that point you go, well, why, why should the city operate some big workout place? And, and I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm against that or for it. I'm just saying that's definitely one of the, uh, the issues you have to consider mayor. Absolutely. I, I'm glad you're the mayor, not me. Thanks, Andy. Actually, <laughs> and I have an Oreo over here somewhere. Um. <laughs> the city council would decide that. So, <laughs> all right, we uh, we are actually short on time, and I have to get one. Uh, I have to get a, a one minute commercial break in. So, what we'll do is we'll wrap up the show. Cameron, fantastic job today, man. I appreciate you coming on. The I'll program. drag him back with me another time. You're you know? welcome back anytime for sure. Took the pressure off the mayor too. Hey, but. <laughs> He, he was very informative, so I think that really helps. Yeah. Thanks, anyway, Andy. Mayor, always good to see you. You too. On Mayor Thursday on the Andy Griffin Show. Thanks, folks, for listening.